0: the enemy can get us, me, you, the body of Christ at large, to doubt who we are in God. He renders us useless for the kingdom of God. You're tuned in to the One Strong Woman show where everyday heroines bench press life's villains. Hey One Strong Woman, it's your girl Shavaz, aka Fighter Girl. It has been some... since I have been on the show and the podcast. Since I've been on here, it's a lot has happened. It's been a really difficult uh, season, but God, I am seeing uh, the sun come through the cloudy days. Uh, My mother last year had three brain aneurysms, January 16th. And so I almost lost my sweet mother. In the meantime, she had a stroke and was in a coma and it was, it was difficult. It was a difficult season. She is alive, praise the Lord, and she is recovering, getting her mobility back, her voice and all those things uh, due to the stroke. She has uh, been through some stuff and she is a strong woman. So mom, as you listen to this, I'm so grateful for your life and you are a strong, strong, strong woman. So I am back. I am ready to jump back in to a new season of encouraging you, equipping you to stand as a strong woman in your generation. And so as we jump in for this month, I want to focus on three areas that our villains love to attack us in. I recently had an opportunity to uh, minister at my church in these three areas. So I'm going to share a clip from that teaching. So listen in and then I'm going to come right back and wrap it up. So for a topic today, I want to talk about Jesus, the great overcomer. Every overcomer and believer would be tempted and tested in three areas. And depending on how we pass this test in these three areas would determine the next level of power, authority, promotion in the kingdom of God. The three areas that we'll be tempted and tested in is in our identity. The fact of being who or what a person or thing is. Ability is the power, strength, and might. And worship, service, allegiance, reverence, and respect, and loyalty. Our very own King Jesus, like I said, he's the great overcomer. and He was tested in these three areas. And we can see that he was tested in these three areas in Matthew 4. uh, We're going to read through 1 through 11. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him high on the pinnacle, of the temple. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil is really persistent, right? He took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And said to him, all these things I will give you if you would fall down and worship me. Away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So this first area We see the enemy tempted Jesus in this area of his identity. And we can highlight there, how do we know that? And so he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Why did the enemy tempt Jesus in this area? Well, I believe it's because he wanted him to doubt who he was in God. You know, Jesus' mission as the son of God, it was not to turn stones into bread. His mission was to save the world. So we also see this with the armies of Israel in 1 Samuel 17, 8. They were under attack as well with their, um, with their identity. Goliath said, the giant said, and cried out, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? And when he, they, he said this, it was like an insult. You know, It was a direct attack against their identity because they wasn't servants of Saul. They are children of the Most High God. And their enemy said this to make them doubt and second guess who God called them to be. And so it's the same way for us in this season. If the the enemy can get you and I to doubt who we are in God, then he renders us useless for the kingdom of God. I'm saying it again. If the enemy can get us, me, you, the body of Christ at large, to doubt who we are in God, he renders us useless for the kingdom of God. Have you ever thought, you know what, I really can't be me. You know, you really, you just like, I can't be me. I can't, you know, you have a fake identity, so just to be accepted, or you have concealed your, your identity to get access to a place or a position that you want, or to be just associated with a certain group of people. Or maybe you really don't want people to know the real you. You know, you might think, hey, if they know me for real, you know, they they might not like me. They might not love me. But if you're fake and you're concealing your identity, they don't know the real you anyway to love you. So I want to talk about some identity issues that we might be facing right now. One is the fake and concealed identity. And we see this in a gener- this generation right now, right? On Wednesday, we just learned that there's a thing called Finsta. It's a fake Instagram account that people have. Um, they have one that is upfront; front. This is the face. And then they have one that's just for uh, their private close friends that they can be real on. And Esther, I love Esther, the book of Esther. Esther struggled with the concealed identity. Her adoptive father told her not to let people know about her background and where she came from. And we can see this in Esther 210. I think about that must have been hard not to, you know, almost slip up and say, oh, you know, yeah, when I was, a, when I, you know, was young and, you know, she, she, she had to be careful not to share who she was in the palace. Esther was hidden in plain sight in the palace, but not for long, because we see later on, she had to tell who she really was. She had to uncover. She had to reveal who she was in order to be effective in the kingdom assignment and the mission that God has for her. And so, some of you might be like that. You might be in a place where you think you had to keep your identity concealed for a season because those around you don't understand. Is, is somebody? Can y'all? Can some of y'all? Y'all don't have to raise your hand. But I, I've, I've been there. Don't people around you don't understand. Or maybe someone in authority has advised you to conceal, shh, don't tell people who you are. But there's coming a time, and I believe the time is now, where we're not going to be able to keep concealed who God has called us to be. God wants us to reveal our true identity to others that we may impact this generation. It's not about you. At all. God used to tell me that all the time. Like Shabazz, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about the glory of God in your life. So I want to encourage it that it's time to push delete on the fake concealed identity spiritual accounts and be delivered. Walking in God's identity. God-given identity for our lives. Then there's this such thing called a stolen identity. And some of you might say well I don't, I you know I don't, I don't kind of identify with the fake, concealed identity. But maybe you do with the stolen identity. What is a stolen identity? It is where someone steals another person's identity for a personal or financial gain. And we see this with Jacob and Esau in Genesis 27. He dressed up like his brother, right? He must have thought it was Halloween or something. I don't know. But he went through this whole identity, stolen identity act. His brother... Uh, Esau was a hairy man. He was a hunter. Jacob was, you know, the man that made tents. He was smooth-skinned. So he made up this whole scheme to get a blessing from his father Isaac, who it was the blessing was intended for. Esau. So Rachel, his mama, helped him, you know, make some meals, uh, get it, get the skin of a coat uh, of a, a goat and put it on him. He put on his clothes. So he could smell like his brother. I mean, he went through the whole thing, and he got Esau's blessing. He stole Esau's identity. And some of us might fit this area. You know, we we rejected who we really are and how God made us. So we stole in somebody else's identity. We don't even know. We don't know who we are. So we might look around at our friends. We might look on Facebook and we want to imitate them. And we desired and lusted after someone else's life gifts, callings, jobs, positions, and this might be intentional or it might be unintentional. But maybe you don't deal, you can't identify with Jacob, like, no, I ain't gonna steal his identity, but maybe your identity has been stolen. Maybe you can relate to Esau, and you was in line for the blessing, you was in line for the promotion, you've been through some fiery trials, someone else has stolen your opportunity. And they went through all the trouble to dress up like you, to walk like you, to draw like you, to sing like you, to write like you, to even work like you and they received the favor. Even though Jacob dressed like dressed up like Esau and put on the goat skin and put on his clothes to smell like him. This is what his father said. The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. You catch that? He couldn't feel his voice. Hey, Come on. He couldn't steal his voice. So if your identity has been stolen, your voice can't be stolen. Hallelujah. Your voice can't be stolen. Your voice is unique to you and everything else. Might look and smell like you, but it won't sound like you. Thank you, Lord. This is what I encourage us to do. Ask God to heal and restore your identity. Now, if you can relate with Jacob and for stealing somebody's identity, repent. And it's okay. I'm not, not here to shame you. It, it, it happens, right? But God is calling us in this season to know who we are. And so if you've stolen somebody's identity, ask God to help you know who you are in him. And if you identify with Esau and you feel like your identity was stolen, does anybody feel like that in here? Does anybody feel like your identity was stolen? If you do, I want to pray for you. I believe that God will heal and restore the blessings, the opportunities, whatever else that was taken from us. I want to encourage us to hold fast to the crown that God has given us and to allow him to write upon us a new name. Wow. Stolen identity. Concealed identity. You know, we face these things. Some of us, some of you are listening to this, and you can say on the other side of uh, the radio or the your iPod, iPad, wherever you're listening to your phone, you can say, hey, that's me. I, I can identify that I had to conceal my identity um, or someone stole my identity. I just want to encourage you, whether you're dealing with a concealed identity or a stolen identity. That God is able to see you through and to help you and to restore your identity to you, if you if it's been stolen and if it's been and if you've concealed it for some time and for a reason, that in God's due time He will allow you to be revealed to the world because we need all that God has put in you poured out in the earth. Because you are a solution to someone's problem. So here's a One Strong Woman declaration. I declare that I know who I am in God. That it is God that has revealed who I am in Him. And I stand on that truth. I stand on that with surety and who I am in God. And heroin stance. You're dealing with concealed identity. What are some ways this week that you can reveal who you are? As I talked about in my message, even in the natural, there are people that have fake accounts. You might be one, no shade on you, but we're kind of in this culture, right? Of We we show who we really are to a certain group of people. And then we have a whole nother uh, facade, fake identity that we want people to see. And so to you, that challenge is, can you let your hair down? Can you, can you show who you really are? So for you, maybe you really are listening to this and you do have a fake account. My challenge to you would be to delete that account and have a real account and be you for real. Maybe you don't in a natural have a fake account, but spiritually you do. You're around a group of people and you just have a way that you are with these people and you're not really being yourself. What is one way that you can be yourself? Maybe you can get an accountability partner and say, you know what? I'm struggling in this area of where I just feel like I can't be myself. Can you walk alongside of me and cheer me on as I am breaking out of this concealed box to be myself? Maybe you can start there. For those of you that you identify with someone stole my identity like oh my goodness like I I look on social media or I'm in this place I'm in my workplace I'm at school wherever your circle is and you're looking at this person and they took your identity they took your idea they they you know whatever that is first my challenge to you is to forgive them I know that is big but you don't want to walk around with uh, forgiveness and bitterness in your heart towards them and then to understand that you have a unique voice and don't let by what they have done stifle or muffle your voice. So find your voice and that might look like a blog, a letter, you know, maybe he's just writing a letter to that person. You don't have to send it that letter to them. But sometimes writing, which I found in my own life with journaling and writing, it acts as a healing agent for our souls. So you can write it to them, write it to God on all the injustices that you see that happen to you in this process of your identity being stolen. And the final thing is to trust God that God will repay it says in Joel two twenty five, the Lord is speaking and he says that I will repay the years that the locusts have eaten up and that the great locusts and the young locusts and the other locusts and the locusts that swarm, I will repay. So be encouraged that God will restore back to you your identity. Would you please share this with the girlfriend? And like I like to say. Even share it with your enemy, your frenemy, because they need this too, okay? So I'm so glad that you stayed connected and you stayed tuned in this far to hear this. Please join my monthly mailing list um, newsletter that I sent out of a words of encouragement that will minister right to your heart. So if you want to join in and get updates on what uh, I'm doing over here with One Strong Woman, then please go to onestrongwomansummit.com to just peer in to see what we're doing and connect in and shoot me um, a message over. I would love for you to join the One Strong Woman team. Also, I am excited about some upcoming new things that is coming around the corner. November 19th. Friend, I'm doing an online virtual summit where you don't have to leave your house. You can sit in your PJs or whatever, in your bed, on your favorite couch and watch the summit right from your house. It's so convenient. You don't have to catch no ride, catch a plane to come. And so I want to invite you, if you want to know more information and get in the know, even get exclusive discounts on the upcoming second annual One Strong Woman, the thing is Becoming Super Body, Soul, and Spirit. And I am so excited because I believe that God is trumpeting this, yelling this out. I've been in prayer and thinking about, God, what is the theme for this year? And I heard him clearly say, Becoming Super Body, Soul, and Spirit. And so it's time for us as women to rise up, to be strong in all these areas. It's not just one area you can be strong in and you're weak in the other areas or you're you're lacking in the other areas. No, it's all those areas that God wants us to be strong in. And so I have been interviewing some strong women, some good topics, y'all, that is coming that I just, I can't wait for you to join in and hear what these women have to say to us about becoming super body. Soul and spirit. Okay, so I know and I believe that it is going to truly bless your life. So we're going to continue this series this month talking about these three areas that the villain loves to attack, but that we're called to overcome. Okay. And so until next time, as an everyday heroine that you are, do not forget to bench press life's villains and bounce back with resilience, with fire, with boldness in this season.